The last time we were together, we went into the interpretation of the parable of the soils. I received a, quite a number of comments and emails and feedback uh, on that last sermon. One of the things that was brought up, which I think is a fair question, is, you know, Pastor Jeff, I feel like, you know, I'm a mixed bag with this kind of soil and this kind of soil in my heart. How do I deal with the fact that I feel like I'm kind of in these two soils at the same time? I love Christ and all of that. It's a good question. And I think, I think as we move on in verses 16 through 21 today, um, perhaps, perhaps our text will begin to move towards an answer to that question. So keep that in mind um, because it's, it's a good question. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer as we begin. Father, as we read in Psalm 19, the word of God is precious to us like gold, much fine gold. And the reason that it is precious to us is that it shows us our great God. It, it shows us his son, Jesus, and the great salvation that we have. But the word of God, as the psalmist wrote, Lord, is also showing us our sins and even our hidden sins. It is sharp and two-edged like a sword and it is able to divide, if it were possible, the very heart and soul of man. And so it shows us our hidden faults. And so we come, as the psalmist did, in light of the, the revelation of the Word of God, through the Spirit, we say, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. That is why we come to this time to be changed more and more into the image of Christ. Would you do that work today? Holy Spirit, come and be in our midst. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listening is a lost art. I'll say that again because some of us weren't quite listening yet. <laughs> listening is a lost art. Someone who takes the time, who takes the time to, to really hear what a person is saying, to try to discern and even feel the heart behind the words. That is one who is a good listener. And good listeners make excellent biblical counselors. Uh, a good listener named Lloyd Johnson made an excellent mentor. Good listeners make good friends. Good listeners uh, make relationships work. They make relationships in a marriage work. Good listeners make friendships work. Good, good listeners make relationships work in a church. 
relationships work in this physical world when people listen to one another. Listening is so important, isn't it, in our lives, if you think about it? But in the spiritual realm, listening is even more crucial, even more crucial than in the physical realm. I think you will see this in the passage that we will be unpacking this morning. So take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 8, if you're not there already. Luke chapter 8, our passage will be verses 16 through 21. Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 21, if you have a, one of the Bibles that are in the pew back in front of you, page 1030, Luke chapter 8. Now, I'm going to read this, and you can follow along, but try to find the main point, the main point of this passage as I read it, because that's going to tie the whole passage together. We're getting a little feedback. Maybe it's just me. Verse 16. Now, no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. So, or therefore, take care how you listen. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. And his mother and his brothers came to him, and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. And it was reported to him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God, and do it. Be careful how you listen to the Word of God. Be careful how you listen to the Word of God. There are six characteristics of careful listeners in this passage. Six characteristics of careful listeners in this passage. Number one, careful listeners persevere to the end. Careful listeners persevere to the end. Now, you really need to pay attention. The Word of God is meant to be interpreted correctly in its context. And so maybe what you think about this passage isn't really what it means. Are you ready? Put your seatbelts on because this, is, this could be and should be life-changing, what we're about to see here today. In the parable of the soils, there is only one soil that is good. There is only one soil that is a true listener. 
a careful hearer. There is only one soil who is saved. There's only one soil that is born again. And it is right in the near context, right before verse 16 where I started, is verse 15. And I want you to read again verse 15. But the seed in the good soil, and we know the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And the seed in the good soil, these are the ones, now watch what he says, who have heard the word in an honest and good heart, and they hold it fast. What's the it? The word of God. They hold the word of God fast and bear fruit with perseverance. What is the last? What is the last word in verse 15? Come on. We're working together here. Perseverance. And then verse 16 comes. Interrupted by a heading, which is unfortunate, but it does come. True believers are ones who hold the word of God fast so that they're bearing fruit, they're growing, and they're changing and being transformed into the image of Christ. And careful listeners or true believers, that, third, that fourth soil, that process of change and growth will last. This process will not fail. This process will not be cut short. If you want another passage that proves that true believers cannot lose their salvation, this is it. So, Jesus comes then to an illustration in verse 16 about the light and the lamp of the whole idea that he has implanted in verse 15 about the last good soil and perseverance. That is what he is doing in this passage. So let's see if we can figure this out together, and we'll have to figure this out. So verses 16 through 18 then work together, um, and Luke says, look, if you have that good heart, the veil has been removed from your heart, the seed of the Word of God has been implanted in the soil, you've seen your sin, you've seen the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ has taken root, then this is what it looked like. Your heart has been made good and honest, the Holy Spirit has given you understanding, you hold fast the Word of the Gospel, you hold fast the Word of God, and you will be steadfast, and you will persevere in that. Let me give you an illustration. Verse 16, that is what Jesus is doing. Let me flush this out for you, Luke says. Okay, and so we have then the parable of the lamp, which illustrates verse 15. So look at verse 16. Now no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it over with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. Now, this first point about careful listeners persevere to the end. We're going to need verses 16 through 18 
to unpack that point, and you're going to need to see the connector words like for and for and, and therefore to see that point. Then we're going to circle back, and we're going to have other characteristics of careful listeners, which will also be found in verses 16 through 18. Does that make sense? So we're going to have to see 16 through 18 all together for that first point. Then we're going to circle back. That's what we're going to do. Are you with me? Now, in those days, you couldn't just flip on a switch and have the nice new lights, which I still really love, shine. Right? We take that for granted, right? In those days, they had um, a candle that you could put or they would have a, a lamp, a little more fancy lamp, not much, but a little more fancy lamp that would have oil in it. And the lamp that is referred to here is probably an oil lamp that could be lit and could be put on a lamp stand to produce light. Okay? Now, you don't light up a lamp and then put a cover on it. Why? Now, this is almost would be better in a small group, this sermon. Why don't you put a lamp, light it up, and then put a cover on it? What happens to the light when you put a cover on it? It goes out. And you never put it under a bed either. Now, we think of our beds, that would just be not smart. Because our beds, you know, you got a couple of feet, you got the frame, and you got the mattress. You put it under there, you're going to have a fire. The light. But in those days, their beds are like sleeping bags, kids. Now, can you put a lamp under a sleeping bag? What happens when you put it under a sleeping bag? It goes out. It's snuffed out. Do you see? Work with me. It goes out. Here's what I think is going on here. The light from the lamp is the word of God, the word about Christ, the word of the kingdom, the word of the gospel preached. And people respond to that, the light of the word in different ways in that, in that parable. When the Word of God, the seed of the Word, falls on the heart of man and the Spirit is involved, there's, there's a true deep work in the heart where that's received with understanding. And you're, if you're a careful listener to that Word, that, that lamp, that light of Christ is lit within your heart. And here is what Jesus is saying. It is meant to persevere. It is meant to stay lit. It will last. I think this is confirmed if we keep going and look at verse 17 now. Look at the first word. Now, come on. You got to do it with me. Look at the first word of verse 17. What is it? For. It gives a reason. For nothing is hidden. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. So in verse 16, if you light a lamp, if the Word of God has lit you up and you're responding to the Word of God, you don't snuff it out. It's meant to shine. The light of the Word of God in your heart shines on. And the reason is given in verse 17, for nothing is hidden 
that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not become known and come to light. You see, in the parable of the soils, the first three soils are people who in some way, shape, or form are responding to the light of the Word of God. They are. Um, they're hearing a sermon. There's the first soil, the hard soil. It, it's the, the Word of God settles upon the heart. Immediately, the devil steals the Word of the gospel. The second soil, right? The second soil, the Word of God comes, but there's, there's rocky soil. There's that layer of limestone, and it takes some time to see it over time, but that light of truth is, a sting, is, is, is gone. It's extinguished. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really take root. And then there's that, that third soil, right? It takes a lot of time for that second and third soil. Those thorns have to grow up beside. But eventually, they choke out the Word of God. It's extinguished. It's gone. You see it. I think what Jesus is saying then in verse 17 is the true state of your heart your response to the Word of God will be made known. It will be made known. The fires of persecution and affliction that tempt you to give up in the second soil, the rocky soil, that's either those fires of persecution or affliction. Anybody as a believer struggling with affliction and persecution and troubles and trials? Right? Question. The question is, is whether that is going to snuff out the light or not. Anybody tempted? How about anybody struggling with the riches and the cares of this world and the pleasures of this life? They threaten maybe to grow up in your good soil and cause some troubles for you? Yes? The question is, will it snuff out the light? That's the question. And what what Jesus is saying that a careful listener to the Word of God, that has real saving faith, the real work of the Spirit of God, this will be made known in time. This will come to light, and God will not be faked out by any of us. If your heart has been softened to truly receive the Word of God, if you are a careful listener to the Word of God, that means you have saving faith. That means you're the fourth soil. And you will hold the word of God fast, and you will bear fruit with perseverance, and you will never put your light in the ultimate sense, and it won't be snuffed out. It won't be put under that bed. It will burn brightly until and into eternity, because he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Careful listeners to the word of God persevere to the end. And if you're not convinced, then we haven't got to verse 18. 18 is definitive. So, therefore, in light of what I've said about the light under the bed and stuff, so take care how you listen. Take care how you listen. Listen to this. Here's the reason you've got to take care how you listen. Believer, take care how you listen. For Whoever has, who's the one who has in the parable of the soils? Come on. Whoever has the fourth soil. Whoever has, 
Receive that word of God. Whoever has to him more shall be given. Ah, but whoever does not have, who's that? The first three soils. You say, are they saved or are they not saved? Whoever, whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. He doesn't really have it. He thinks he has it, you see. But, he, but that will eventually be snuffed out. The riches of this world will snuff you out. The pleasures, the temptations, the devil himself will eventually expose and snuff out what he thinks he has. So, he says, therefore, in light of what I've just said, in light of the parable of the soils, now I'm going to give you the parable of the lamp. Let me draw a conclusion for you, Jesus says. Let me give you the punchline, not only of verses 16 through 21, but all that Jason Foss read from verses 1 through 21. Here it is of the whole parable of the soils, reading the Bible in its context. Be careful how you listen to the Word of God. Be careful how you listen. The idea of be careful is to take care. It's present tense. So is this for believers? You bet it is. You bet it is. Oh, yes, it's for us. Be careful how you listen to the Word of God. Repeatedly and carefully, present tense, command in the Greek. For you scholars, it's an imperative verb. This is what Jesus wants us to do. This is the whole point of all of these parables in, verse, in uh, chapter 8. Take care how you listen to the Word of God. Whether it's for the first time that you hear the Word of God, like yesterday when I was preaching at that funeral. Oh, Lord, make there right here to be a careful listener for the first time to the Word of God. But guess what? You are still in this parable. We are always present tense, called to be careful listeners to the Word of God. Whether it's the first time or the thousandth time or 10,000 times, we are to day by day be careful how you listen to the Word of God. Why is that? Verse 18, let's drive it home. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. I'm just praising God for this passage. Because it's just exegetical evidence that it's not true salvation in the first three soils. You think you have it, but you don't. But it's also a call for true believers. This is who we now are. We are, by definition, careful listeners and lovers of the Word of God. This is who we are. We will persevere. We will hold the Word of God fast because He will hold us fast. So the question then becomes, what do careful listeners of the Word of God look like? And I've given you that overall principle right? That just doesn't really help us much, but we got to hear it. What does it look like? You want to know more? Show me what this looks like in my Christian life. We'll get to that, but here's what it looks like. How do you know if you're a Christian? You last to the end. Let me say that again. How will I know with definitiveness that Lloyd Johnson was a true believer and not a faker as a pastor? He believed to the end, 
If you're not comfortable with that, then go read the book of Hebrews this afternoon. Be careful how you hear the word of God. True believers, true listeners persevere to the end. Now, what does that look like? Um, well, that, that's exciting. We'll, we'll get to that. But let me, just, let me just explain this to you. When a careful listener comes to you, how do you know you're a true Christian? Well, you hold the word of God fast. You bear fruit with perseverance. Perseverance means it's not snuffed out under the bed or under the cover. Verse, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 6. Just listen to this. And even if our gospel is veiled, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. But verse 6, for you, believer, verse 6 has happened to you. In the day of God's power, it has happened to you. This, what I'm about to read in verse 6 cannot be extinguished. It cannot be extinguished. God will keep you. God will hold you. He will persevere you through the end, but he will preserve you through faith. Through faith, you are involved. Through the Spirit, he perseveres you through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. Here is what happened to you. For God, who said, light shall shine out of darkness. Stop there. The power that it took to say to the created world, let there be light when there was none. Ex nihilo, out of nothing. And light and the stars sprang into existence. Can you believe that power? The power that did that. The same power that spoke light out of darkness. Remove the veil from your heart. Your dark heart. And shine the light of Christ into your heart. And open it up to your heart. The miracle of regeneration occurred by the power of God. That is what happened. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness. Is the one who has, listen. Who has shown in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, I see his glory. I see that he is the God-man. He's the great redeemer of my soul. I see my sin and my shame. And now I see a Savior who is greater than all my sin. Don't come to Jesus. You're stupid. I don't care what you think. I love him and I receive him as my own. If that is you, that light cannot be extinguished. It, you will be kept by the power of God until that last day. You are a careful hearer of the word of God, and you will persevere to the end. Now, you're asking yourself what everyone asked me in the email last week. How does that look like? And that leads us to, oh my word, five more characteristics. <laughs> okay. Wow. Number two, then as we re go back and we unpack this a little bit more. Number two, careful. how does this look? Careful listeners 
which is just a metaphor now, a careful listener for a Christian. Do you see that now? Careful listener equals Christian, true Christian. Refuses the darkness. Number two, a careful listener refuses the darkness. There's some clues in here that shed some light, no pun intended, about holding fast the Word of God, how you bear fruit with perseverance, how we enter in, even as a Christian, sometimes into those other soils. Well, careful listeners refuse the darkness. What do I mean? Look at verse 16. It's really good for me that there's no time in the back. Verse 16, if you have truly listened to the word of God in a saving way, your lamp has been lit, and that light will, be, will not be snuffed out. Here's what Jesus is saying. There are enemies that are attempting to put out the light in the life of every believer. Come on. There are real enemies who are so proud. The devil says, I know I'm defeated, but ah, I'm not quite sure. Let me give it a go. Let me give it a go. There are true enemies to our souls. There are forces of darkness that are trying to cause people to not respond to the light properly. The devil himself brings confusion and lies so that people do not understand the truth. There's temptation in our lives from persecution and affliction from the trials in our lives that puts pressure on us so that we're afraid of, of people, we're afraid of, of, of man. There's pressure to be a people pleaser and to cover up that light and to snuff out the light so it doesn't shine. And then there's those thorns of the pressures of this life like worries about finances and what people think about that and the deceitfulness of riches and the pleasures of this life. They're so powerful. They have an influence on people who have responded to the Word of God. They're darkness. They're enemies to the light. The light of the Word of God. And over time, there's that rub. Those enemies still attack the fourth soil. They will not win. They will not win ultimately. But there is a spiritual battle. You know it. We feel it. It's real. There's a spiritual battle of these enemies. The devil himself, those thorns and the afflictions that challenge our faith. We're under attack, and we're constantly then, careful listeners, come to the Word of God in the Spirit and refuse the darkness. We will not succumb to the temptation to let go of Christ. We will not. You know it. Uh, I don't know what to do, but I, I love Him. I'm not going anywhere. Right? Right? Spiritual warfare. There's a battle here with the darkness. So careful listeners refuse the darkness and careful listeners shine the light. Number three, careful listeners, on the other hand, shine the light. How do you know if you're a careful listener to the Word of God or a Christian? Well, where the Word of the Gospel has been sown in the good soil and you're bearing fruit with perseverance and holding it fast, you not only refuse the darkness, but you want to shine the light. Am I right? Come on, parents and husbands and wives and people who have friends. 
You don't like it when you succumb to the darkness in front of your friends and trash in the name of the Lord. If you're a true believer, you hate that. Am I right? You battle against that. True believers shine the light. They want to shine the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It has been sown, and they are concerned that others see the light, that others are exposed to the truth. They're, they, they're, they recognize that others have no spiritual light, and they want that light to burn brightly within the hearts of their family and friends. And so out of their mouth, they proclaim the word of God. They proclaim the mysteries of the kingdom. They want to live it out. And this is the whole point of the Galilean tour. This is the whole point of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ in which we participate like Mary Magdalene participated in Luke chapter 8, verse 1. Soon afterwards, he began going around from one city and village to another, proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God and the light of truth that is ignited within our heart is so powerful we desire it to shine brightly to others that they would see the light and see it savingly. Careful listeners to the word of God shine the light. That is, they want the light of the gospel to shine their others. That is their heart. So they not only refuse the darkness, but they, they kind of want to get out from under the bed so that others might see this glorious truth because they love it and they know that others really are in danger without it. And they want to shine the light. So that's the third characteristic of a careful listener. They shine the light. And I think this fourth characteristic is going to sum this up a bit. Look at number four. Careful listeners grow in truth. Careful listeners grow in truth. This is perhaps the most exciting thing that I saw in this whole passage. Right here. Careful listeners grow in truth. Take a look again at verse 18. So take care how you listen. Therefore, Jesus says, let me, let me give you a command, he says. Here's something to obey. So take care how you listen. Why? For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. This is so encouraging. Note that perseverance here is a gift of God. For whoever has to him, more shall be given. Who's, who's the great giver of more? In your Christian life, who's the giver of more light? Right? You get it. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. Isn't that neat? Now watch this. Perseverance is a gift from God. To him, more will be given. God is the giver of more light, the giver of more truth. If you're truly born again, you have this heart that's understood. You're holding the word of God fast. You're going to bear fruit, but it's going to be, that is, you're going to grow in truth. And what's so exciting is this is the work of God in you. This is God's work. It's us then being careful listeners of the word of God. And, and God continues to pour fuel on the fire. I love that. He continues to give more light. If you've been given light in the Word of God, guess what? When you say, oh, Lord, open up my eyes that I might behold wonderful things from your book this morning. Teach me, teach me, teach me according to your Word. Do you think he answers that prayer? What percent of the time? 
He will answer that prayer. And he'll give you more light. Oh, you want to see my glory? Watch this. And he will give you more and more of him in the word of God. It's a promise in this passage that he will give more. I like what one scholar says. Those who respond spiritually, listen, those who respond spiritually to the word and receive it continue to get more spiritual blessing, in quotes. You, and that is what he's put in us. If he has made your heart soft to the word of God, you want more and more of it, and God gives it. And it's, Psalm 19 isn't a fairy tale about, right, that the word of God is sweet like honey from the honeycomb or it's precious, a precious treasure worth, worth more than gold and much fine gold. No, that is really what God is doing. We welcome the word of God. And as we do this as a believer, day in and day out, we will find, as one scholar said rightly, quotes, that God gives them even more light and insight while those who stiff-arm His Word, while those who stiff-arm His Word will find that God takes away even what they thought that they had, in quotes. Brothers and sisters, listen very carefully. Careful listeners grow in the truth of the Word of God. It's not just head knowledge, it's a heart love for Christ, and the evidence is that they're producing the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. But here's my point. The Christian life is not static. The Christian life is movement and growth. The Christian life is a race, and it's a race of constantly responding and listening to the Word of God. As one has said, quotes, in matters spiritual, standing still is impossible. Either a person, a person either gains or loses. He either advances or declines. Whoever has, to him will be given. In quotes. Now, I have a van. It's a 2004. I had a worse van. It had 225,000 miles, a 15-passenger van, and it started leaking oil. But I was going to keep driving it. But the problem was it messed up everybody's driveway. So I would park it like a half mile away, look to my right, look to my left, and run to the house, hoping that no one would see. I'd put oil in, and the oil would come right out. And I'd put oil in, it would come right out. It leaked. If I didn't want to burn that engine out, I had to put oil in. Brothers and sisters, you leak. Christians leak, as one pastor said. We don't just hear the word of God once, sign the card, walk the aisle, get the fire insurance, and live for ourselves. No, no. We don't just hear the word of God once, the day we got saved, and then go on and live for ourselves. No, this is a constant life of Loving and responding to the word of God by faith and repentance. We're constantly needing to fill ourselves and to be filled with the spirit, with the word of God. And the more you get of the Holy Spirit illuminating the word of God in your hearts and lives, you truly ingest it. The more you want and the more you grow. As one has said, listen to this, quotes, water 
the dry places of your heart with the Scriptures, and the desert will bloom with truth. The more you water, the more you flower. The more you flower, the more you water. Feed on God's written word. End quotes. So, in verse 18, the principle is clear. Careful listeners to the word of God grow in truth. But now we come to the nasty one. How do you know that stuff's taking place? Are you ready? The fifth characteristic sort of connects them all together, and that will move us into verses 19 through 21, that is definitely, you'll see it, is definitely connected to this theme. So the fifth characteristic of careful listeners, and i got to take a sip of water before I even say it, The fifth characteristic of careful listeners to the Word of God is that careful listeners obey the commands. Careful listeners obey the commands. Careful listeners to the Word of God obey the commands in the Word of God. If you hear the voice of Christ in the Word of God and and you say, you know, no, it's not for me. That is not for me. That one is not for me. I think that's dangerous. Now, I want you to read and see where I got that from verses 19 through 21, right? Verse 19, and his mother and brothers came to him. By the way, the word and there, it's just Luke is connecting this, flowing it. And, now let's, let me tell you more through, the, through what happened to Jesus. And his mother and brothers came to him, and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. So, Jesus' family, his mother and his brothers, so want to see him, but there's that huge crowd always around Jesus, so they can't get to him, but word gets to, to Jesus through people that his family want to see him. And so, Jesus, you know, takes every opportunity to use the events in his life to make spiritual points. And so, he does that again in verse 20. He says, and it was reported to him, hey, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Jesus is not diminishing your physical family and diminishing your mom and brothers in any way. He's making a point, as he always does when situations of life come up. Now, notice he's speaking here to the crowd. Ooh, that's important to see because of the whole crowd. Now, we're not just with the disciples. Now, we're with the whole crowd. Now, we got all kinds of soils. Right? We got all kinds of hearers of the word all over the place. And he's going to draw the line in the sand on this whole point. And say, you want to know what a careful listener to the word of God is? He says, be careful how you listen. You want to know what that looks like? A careful listener obeys the commands. Listen. I think you're going to know that what I'm about to say is true without saying it, but I should say it. 
So let me say it. You can't be a careful listener. You can't be part of the good soil, number four soil. You can't be one who holds fast the word of God. You can't be one who bears fruit with perseverance unless you are one who hears the word of God and practices it and does it. Am I making this up? It's just, it's all over the Bible. James chapter 1. James, the brother of Christ, who's probably right here in this passage, <laughs> find that interesting. James, the brother of Christ, apparently gets the point here and says, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who, come on, who delude themselves, who think they have it, but they don't. James chapter 1, I should have put the verse down, I'm sorry. 18, 19, somewhere in there. So if you are a professing Christian, you're a believer, you're a listener to the Word of God, it is, you don't get to pick and choose the commands of Christ. Now you get to properly interpret the new covenant and the old covenant and figure out you know, all of that. I get that. But you don't get to pick and choose the commands of Christ. You don't get to say, you know, I've got these idols in my heart, so you can't have this one, Jesus. Or, you know, that, that command kind of competes with my plans and my ambitions. Or, you know, that command kind of competes with my pocketbook. Or, no, we, this passage is telling us that being willing to knowingly disobey a clear command of Scripture is a dangerous position. And we know that true Christians can have that darkness shine into their heart and fall into this trap. But what happens? The Spirit brings light and there's repentance from that sin and faith is stirred up through the means of grace and we refuse the darkness and all of that. We submit to the voice of Christ because He's our greatest joy but it's dangerous. Now, and you know this next statement is true. Now listen, you can't refuse the darkness. You can't shine the light. You can't grow in truth if you refuse to obey the commands of the Word of God. The disposition of the new man, the fourth soil, is a desire to obey the Word of God. After all, did you know you were already obedient to the gospel? You know, the first command you obeyed from Christ was this, repent and believe in the gospel. <laughs> That's a command. You obeyed the command of the gospel. And that's the whole book of Romans is framed by the obedience of faith, the obedience that comes from faith. And so when you come to the Word of God, you come to commands in the Scriptures. Listen to me. You come to commands of Scriptures in the Scriptures. You come to them. We are called to obey them. I don't care how you feel. It feels horrible to obey the Word of God. Our flesh hates it. The devil's going to say, you're interpreting that passage wrong. 
Oh, and you'll twist it until you get what you want. It's darkness. We come to the Scriptures. We submit to the Word of God. When it says, be holy as I am holy. We say, Lord, I'm not. Please, I want to be. When it says, put off the old man and put on the no man. When it says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. And you've been talking like a sailor in front of your friends at school. If you're a Christian, the Spirit's telling you to stop. He is. He is. We strive to do that. And it's spiritual warfare to refuse the darkness, to shine the light, to grow in truth. This is hard. This is war. It's spiritual warfare to listen to the Word of God. That is why I think being a Christian is a burden. That is why it's not health, wealth, and prosperity. If there's one reason, I don't care about the money and the homes and all of the trials of my pocketbook. I'll tell you what's the hardest thing, and you know it, is, is right, isn't it walking by the Spirit and having the remainders of indwelling sin that wage war against your soul from the inside and are constantly that battle? It gets burdensome. Am I even going anywhere? And if you are saying, am I even going anywhere? And I think I'm in the, first, the, the second and third soils. I, I, I'm struggling so much. Guess what? You're alive for struggle is a sign of life. Keep on warring. Don't give up. Let's go together. It's a burden. No wonder Jesus says, take up your cross. Death to self and follow me. No wonder Paul could write in Romans chapter 7, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Oh, but the believer does not stop there. He keeps on speaking and he says, Oh, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. And that leads us to the final the final characteristic of a listener to the Word of God. Careful listeners have joined the family. Careful listeners have joined the family. Be encouraged by this. The fourth soil, careful listeners are truly the family of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, let me tell you who my mother and my brothers are. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the Word of God and do it. Oh, we have been brought into the family of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've passed out of the old. We're no longer a children of the devil. We're a child of the Most High God. We're a brother of Jesus Christ. We are seated at the table, adopted in our family, accepted in the beloved. And that means we're at the table with him. And the thing that we love about our relationship with Christ is that it's a relationship. We commune with him. He speaks to us through the word and the power of the spirit. We speak to him. There's a union. There's a fellowship. There's an intimacy with Jesus Christ. And we love him. And so listen to me. Listening to God is born out of love for God. Listening to God is born out of love for God. Love as family. So, there is a way of listening that we have seen in this passage. Careful listeners persevere to the end because careful listeners refuse the darkness and careful listeners shine the light 
and therefore careful listeners will be given more by God. They will grow in truth. And all of this is because careful listeners are willing to obey the commands in the Word of God. And this is not done in their own strength in order to earn God's love. No, it's because we know God, or better, have been known by God in the day of His power when He softened your heart and pulled you out of darkness and into light and the light of, uh, that light of truth because every careful listener has joined the family of God, is a child of God. And so, just by way of quick application, listen. When we come to the Word of God, does this give you some excitement about your devotional time? How about coming to hear the Word preached once a week? That's another way time we can be careful listeners to the Word of God. But let me give you a third one which you don't like to hear. Are you ready? The third way in the Bible that I can find where we need to be listeners is when another brother or sister comes to us and maybe it's an admonition or a rebuke and then we come and we hear the Word of God through them. Let me ask you a question. Was it a perfect devotional time? Does it have to be perfect before you listen? Was it a perfect sermon? Too long, I'm already over. Before you listen, does it have to be a perfect person that comes to you before you listen? No, no, you listen because it's the perfect Word of God and a perfect Savior and your heart's desire is to be conformed into His image. And what really is fun is that this one who speaks to us in the Word of God loves us as His brother, loves you as a sister. It's the Son of God Himself that considers you next of kin. That's incredible. Family. And so, Things like this make way more sense. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. For it was fitting for him, for, that's Jesus, for whom are all things and through whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one Father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Christ is not ashamed to call us brethren. Therefore, we ought not to be ashamed of listening to Jesus, the lover of our souls. And therefore, I like what J.C. Ryle says, and this is about the darkness, listen carefully, quotes, let them not heed the laughter. Let them not heed the mockery. Let them not heed the persecution of this world. The woman of whom Christ says, she is my mother. The man of whom Christ says, he is my brother. They have no cause to be ashamed. Therefore, because we have been loved like this, 
and that forever. Dear brother, dear sister, be, here, be careful how you listen to the word of God, to the word of our Father. Be careful how you listen. Father, thank you for your word.